Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Hey, loyal listeners. I'll be hosting this episode myself. I've been involved in software development for more than 25 years. I've started companies, led companies, and worked for companies, doing many different things. I'm honored to be considered a leader in Alberta's innovation ecosystem, and I give back as much and as often as I can. When I'm not working or podcasting, you'll find me pursuing my passions of photography, crypto investing, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. Join me and my guest, Miss Sella Jebruslassi, and hear how focus and persistence can pay off. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast for Rainforest Alberta. Today, my guest is Miss Sella Jebruslassi. Hi, hey. Miss Sella. Hey, how's it going, Al? Thanks for having me on. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for, for being here. This is going to be fun. So um, I don't actually know a ton about you, so this is going to be really fun fun for me because I get to learn a little bit about you. For the listeners, Misella is a graduate of Inception U and that's how I know him, but I want to learn a little bit more about who you are and where you came from. So could you take us back maybe, you know, a little past infancy, but <laughs> can you just give us a little idea of what it's been like, like for you growing up and where you came from and how you ended up at the Inception U program and now where you're at after the program? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, so thank you, Al. For myself, I was uh, born in Sudan, Khartoum, Sudan, and my family immigrated to Canada when I was pretty young. So just like a little guy, and we came to Lethbridge originally. And yeah, just like a year or two after that, we moved to Calgary. My dad was always really big on education. And so when we came here, the first thing he started to do was to get me to just kind of read like volumes and volumes of books. Doing that really kind of cemented a love of reading, but also kind of a love of learning as well. And so I think that that carries on for me today, even still. And growing up, I was always a bit of a geek. I had, you know, NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boys, all that kind of fun stuff. And Whenever I was playing on the, you know, PC at home, I'd always be fiddling with it, you know, trying to overclock the computer and playing with emulators and all sorts of things. And uh, yeah, so I really had a passion for computers programming when I was younger. And probably up until my teen years, I was really interested in it. I think around then, though, I kind of somehow got this weird notion that like, you know, programming or computing was like too difficult or you had to be a special type of person to do that. So I kind of put that off to the side and pursued other hobbies like cars and went on to go to state, take their automotive program, become a mechanic, worked as an apprentice mechanic and in and out of dealerships until not too long ago, just kind of, you know, through sheer luck, fell back in love with, uh, with computers and programming and yeah, just through like YouTube and Reddit and sources like that, kind of restoked that fire, came across Inception U during the beginnings of COVID after I got laid off. And uh, I was lucky enough to get into the plumb into the plumb line over here to <laughs> get a chance to learn all these new technologies and frameworks 
And coming out of the program, I was kind of impressed with, with just the different take on learning and the project-based learning, but also really like the, the collaborative spirit, I guess is what I would say. So just working with people and not looking at everything as like a grade or a mark that you have to get on an assignment, but actually constructively working with people. So after that, you know, not, not too, too long after, I was lucky enough to get a job. And yeah, I've been working for the company for about eight months so far and loving it. Nice. <laughs> nice. If I remember correctly, your, uh, your project three, your final capstone project, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that, there was something interesting about your final project. Can you remind me what that was? Yeah, absolutely. So for my project three, I was lucky enough to kind of be with what I felt were some of the rock stars in the classroom. We had Nick, Maniba, and Danny, who were the three. And Danny still see her around. She's still... Yeah, she's yeah. actually joined Inception U and she's teaching teaching and supporting the learners of the new cohorts. Yeah. Absolutely. Nurturing yeah. Uh, the next group uh, afterwards. So she's a rock star. And then same with Maniba and Nick, uh, between the two of them, just excellent technical skills and, and, and just layout and front end and UI, UX skills as well. So for me, it was kind of like joining, you know, Led Zeppelin or something like that. <laughs> like I could kind of, you know, keep try and keep up with them. But uh, it was it was good to be uh, surrounded by so much talent. And yeah, it was like e-commerce type website, which really had more of a focus, though, on just local artists or artisans and just to kind of promote that uh, local community feeling. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool idea for a project. <laughs> yeah. 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 After you graduated from the program, how long did it, how long did you go before you landed this cool job you have right now? Yeah. So it was, it was interesting after finishing the project, not too long after I was lucky enough to kind of land something temporary, which was like a three month contract as a developer, actually with another student, uh, uh, same program, same program as myself. (laughs) So I was lucky enough to have, you know, fellow person from the cohort and that was only for three months though afterwards the usual thing you try and keep all your skills up to date and sharp and your your free time is is just spent learning and all that kind of stuff and i didn't score this job for a while after that it probably would have been close to maybe a year oh wow yeah there was a point after i don't know maybe halfway through that where i ended up picking up just another job just to kind of you know, survival job. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Got to pay the bills still. So did that. But then continuing with it and, you know, keeping eyes on the prize. Well, you stuck with it, though, which is the yeah. important thing, right? Because there's that old saying, you you uh, you don't use it, you lose it. You and so it. <laughs> you, you kept going, you kept learning and you kept expanding your skill set. And then, you know, it's interesting because like so like right out of school, you got right out of <laughs> the program, you got a job, but it was yeah. only for three months. And then yeah. you went a year after that exactly. almost before you got an actual full-time kind of a position, that's persistence. And that's, you know, maintaining that, that dedication and desire to, to change your career. I mean, that's a, that's a, an inspiration I'm sure to a lot of people who are, you know, taking educational programs and then, and then thinking, oh, I can't find a job. I can't find a job. How long is this going to take? And, and, you know, you're proof in the pudding that you just got to stick with it. Yeah. I definitely feel like you're taking it on the chin some days. I would say really though, it's, you just kind of have to temper your nerves a bit. And it's like anything really worth doing. 
you know, a good example would probably be like weight loss or something like that. There's days and weeks maybe where you're not going to see the scale move. But if you're consistent and you put in the work and you ultimately keep your eyes on the final prize, you'll get there. You'll nice. get there. And, and I really kept that, that message in the, in the back of my head. So just kind of regardless of how I was feeling on any particular day, you know, some days lazier than other ones, <laughs> but I would try and just keep hard at it. What would you say, what would you say is uh, some of the key pieces of maybe your personality or maybe the way that you approached everything that, that made it work for you? I would say, you know, I'm incredibly intelligent and, and very handsome, incredibly funny. Just like supremely modest. So those, those, <laughs> those are the key things. Um, no, I would, I don't know. I would say for one, it's that innate kind of childlike amazement where when I'm learning something new, and especially if I can succeed at solving some problem or something, there's just like that, you know, gold star feeling, pat on the shoulder feeling that, that I really look forward to and I enjoy. As well, just like a natural curiosity for things is, is kind of important. I also love, I mean, puzzles and, and logic-based things like that as well. So like the biggest geek, I, lo- I love trivia. So I always force my friends to like do trivia and stuff like that. But then also there's like a, an aspect of like building things, which I, which I really like too, just putting pieces together and building things. And yeah, those, those are important facets. Uh, you don't have to have a steel sort of like determination where, you know, you're, you're Kobe Bryant and you're like 12 hours in the gym type of thing, but just having overall goal right. and uh, believing in yourself. Right. Oh, that's good advice. Yeah, I think... Uh- you know, having that that kind of hard, hard dedication is great. It actually may get you somewhere faster. But I think, you know, just being persistent and being consistent will get you there. Even if it takes a little bit longer, you'll still get there because you don't give up. Right. So I think that's good advice. Um, yeah, that's cool. So with this with this new gig, you've landed and now you're you're technically a full time software developer and you've been doing it for a few months now. What's that been like? Uh, it's been fantastic. So I've been lucky. It's it's a fully remote position. So really, I've just invested in buying a lot of sweatpants and <laughs> not, my hair's unkempt and all that sort of stuff. But no, it's fantastic. You get to roll out of bed a few minutes before work, put on a cup of coffee and get to it. The team has been like really great and really brave, I think, too, like like the company that I'm working for, like in a way, because when they were onboarding me, they knew I had no experience in their tech stack, which was using Java. Like I came from a JavaScript background. Java is is definitely more like strongly typed and so a bit more nuanced, not just like that easy to jump into and right. stuff. So they actually put together sort of a crash course to get me introduced to, to Java and be just using Java as a Java developer, which they did a collaboration actually with Inception U and, and got Tony Anderson, the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he was uh, the instructor that helped uh, help get me through that, which was like a week long intensive. Um, and then, yeah, the, the group has been super supportive. Love the team. And yeah, it's given me a lot of chances to just kind of explore the Java world and grow as a developer and take on new challenges and yeah so i'm really flattered and excited to to be working for that company <laughs> nice yeah um, do you remember back to the the early days when 
you were just a self-proclaimed geek that was about <laughs> to take the Inception U program. Do you remember some of the things that you went through, that, like some of the feelings you had back in those days? And, and now do you look at things differently than you did back then? Yeah, I would say uh, like I maybe had a bit of an overconfidence when I was going into the course, which, you know, like, usually very humble and stuff like that. But I feel like I had done a little bit of um, uh, self programs and stuff that I found on Reddit and the Internet and stuff like that. I kind of walked in, you know, a little bit too hot for whatever. But I found that the course was like just had so much to offer that within maybe a month, I was already just kind of like, whoa, (laughs) right? The whole drinking from a fire hydrant metaphor definitely applies there. But at the same time, too, is really like create your own adventure and kind of seek out all the things that you find interesting. And and there's a lot of freedom in in the projects that we did and stuff like that. So that was one thing. And then I was also a bit of a loan shark type of person and always have been. So, you know, I'm the guy, if if I have the choice between doing a group project and a solo project, I almost always choose a solo project. Just because I I feel like it's sometimes hard to rely on someone else. And I, you know, there's a little bit of that trepidation that I have where some where your work is kind of in someone else's hands. But being in the course and yeah, we went through so many different groups and it was always the same sort of people are awesome if you give them a half a chance. And and I really enjoyed that in the course. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, What's your uh, I just like I don't want to say like what's your future plans, but like world domination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's obvious, right? But what about like um with all the new technologies coming out with the with mm-hmm. the machine learning models and with mm-hmm. the VR AR with the blockchain with all those crazy new things that are around is is anything in pulling you in a, in a in a direction at this point? Um yeah, so nothing too particular right now. I still really feel like it's behoove myself to just kind of focus on on the java related world just i really kind of want to set my own benchmarks and and kind of just progress in that world and get that proficiency so i haven't delved too much into some of the newer stuff i've seen what chat gpt can do and it's ridiculous <laughs> um, really really impressive and you know unlike the doomsayers like i'm really looking forward to kind of seeing like the ways that we can use it like every other tool i, I think it actually probably inc- create innovation and give us better opportunities the I don't know. I would say probably like uh, just augmented reality is like the one I think is really, really cool because I can just see it as such a great teaching mechanic or learning mechanic. So if you're trying to learn about chemistry and you're doing something about covalent bonds and then you can see that sort of diagram from your textbook or whatever happens to be, just seems like such a great opportunity there. Oh, yeah. 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 I agree with you. I think one of the things that like you see all kinds of stuff on the internet about augmented reality and stuff mm-hmm. and the ones that really really stand out are the the educational opportunities for you know medical stuff where you're like yeah. looking at the body in front of you and you can kind of pull away the the skin and then pull away the muscle and look at the skeletal structure or whatever and and same with um uh, mechanical principles when you're you're looking at a, an engine or some sort of <laughs> mechanical device and you can actually pull the different parts out and see how they interrelate with each other and stuff that's just mind-blowing you know and we had that concept anyway we've had in science fiction since probably the 70s or maybe even earlier yeah as soon as they were able to do 
you know, really believable computer graphics and stuff like that in science fiction movies and stuff. Yeah. There was always that augmented reality thing, like right from the beginning. And and you can see it now because there's all kinds of educational, like real life educational applications where, mm -hmm. you know, a surgeon is is experimenting through VR glasses and, and controls yeah. and, and basically doing like what's as close to possible as a real surgery. And the computer is making sure that, you know, things go wrong and then they have to deal with it or, you know, whatever. I saw one the other day that uh, a fellow that I got connected to through LinkedIn, his name's David Sign, and he does a lot of, I think he's in the UK and he does a lot of stuff with AR, VR type stuff. Nice. And he was demonstrating a welding class where he was, he was wearing the VR headset and he was actually, there was an actual instructor with him and he was actually learning how to weld properly in VR. And then after he, him and the instructor felt that he kind of figured it out and he kind of knew what he was doing, they went to a real welding table and he actually did real welding. And it was the difference between kind of what he did before he took the VR training and what he did after the VR training was amazing. So it sort of gave you that hands-on proof feeling of that you can actually do it. And I mean, you know, there's flight simulators, there's all kinds of other yeah, situations yeah. where you can try before <laughs> you actually get into the situation. And that's, yeah, like, I'm glad that you said AR because that's <laughs> something that really, really fascinates me quite a bit. And uh, yeah, that's cool. Anything else uh, exciting in your life? Oh, now I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to let you go easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always had to make it a little hard. Um, nothing like major has really been in the works. Obviously, just happy to be working. And that's kind of just been like the big major lifestyle change for me recently. Like to just kind of be in the career that I want to be. And I just want to put my time in and just kind of, you know, move that along as, as quick or, you know, smoothly as I can. I would say, though, I've been trying to pick back up on my hobbies of playing a little bit of guitar, trying to read a little bit more often. So those sort of things, but not too much else besides that. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, huge congratulations to you on, on, you know, following that career trajectory that you sort of had of an idea of and, and, and being successful and, and working in a, in a cool remote job doing what you want to do. That's, that's pretty exciting. And and, uh, you know, best of luck to you in the future. Thank you for, for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute blast. Yeah, thanks so much, Al. Cool, cool. All right, everyone, tune in next week. Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., we'll drop another episode of the Leaders in Innovators and Big Ideas podcast for Rainforest Alberta. Cheers. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. We build great custom software while bridging the gap between education and experience. New Idea Machine makes your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com for more info. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.